Okay. Hi, everyone. This is Cameron Padruccini back again with another podcast. And this week on the pod, I have Isaac Onkifer. He is the drummer for Side Creek out of Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Isaac. Hello, Cameron. How are you doing? Thank you so much for letting me be a part of the conversation. Oh, of course. Thank you for joining me. Uh, how how have you been doing? You know, how's life in Jacksonville during quarantine and whatnot? Um, for me, I do not have a lot going on, especially since I finished with school recently. But I have a lot of kind of little side hustles going since my normal job was canceled due <laughs> to Corona. Like I'm delivering stuff. I'm doing yard work. All kinds of weird things. Yeah, anything to get to get the bags. Yeah. So where were you working before, if you don't mind asking? Me asking. Uh, it's probably not very relatable, like, you know, McDonald's or, like, some other place that's all over America. It's a place called the Revolt Club. It's like a wedding venue slash state park oh. kind of place. So wow. I basically do little odd jobs, set up um furniture for events it's pretty fun yeah uh not too bad it seems pretty cool it's a unique job definitely doesn't take any specific qualifications (laughs) besides being being able to lift a chair and roll a table you didn't have to get i like you didn't have to get like a four-year degree for that no but i did have to do like a five-year certification oh okay so much more legit and official Oh, yeah. It's harder than college. <laughs> oh, I bet. I mean, the chair <laughs> qualifications, you know, I tried, but I just, mm-hmm. I didn't make the cut. <laughs> For sure. But, um, okay, so I just want to jump right into it. You know, we talked about how life is in Jacksonville during quarantine. So uh, let's just jump in and why don't you tell me a little bit of what the music scene is like there in Jacksonville? Is it kind of you know, stagnant or is it stuff happening there with local bands or what's the case there? Well, I'm not terribly familiar with music scenes in other cities besides like maybe Nashville, but it's, it's not awful here. We have, and we're friends with a lot of local bands and there are a couple that are decently large right now. And there are plenty of venues for us to play around town. Um, But we are really excited to start branching out and playing a couple other cities in Florida, maybe um, run up to Georgia or Mm -hmm. the Carolinas and try to just branch out that way. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely cool to see bands, you know, start to break out of their initial area and start to kind of reach other places as, as they grow. Um, so piggybacking off of that, ooh, I kind of messed up that word, but yeah, just coming off of that, you are the drummer for Side Creek, which you say is kind of a Jacksonville based band. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the band, kind of what the current lineup is and, and things like that? Yeah. So the band was founded. I guess in 2017 Um, and we've just been, but we, I don't think we really played a show until like 2018. And that wasn't because we were like working on our stuff, getting super tight. It was just like, we didn't have another guitar player (laughs) until then. So that's when we were like, Hey, we can finally kind of play live and it won't sound super weird. Right. But so we started playing shows then and it was a four piece uh, we made our EP that came out early last year, I think. And that's, or we released a few singles from there first, released that early last year, all of that last year. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm, this lineup is not correct. So we re- released a single in January and I think in March maybe, and then in June. So it was like, six months ago uh-huh. wait no I, I can't even keep track of time <laughs> yeah it's tough i need, a, cal- I need a calendar in front of me 
But anyway, we released some music and now we're down to a two piece, which is um, just me and Charlie, who uh, writes like all of our songs. He's an amazing songwriter and he plays guitar and sings. So that's what we're working with now. And during quarantine, we're coming up with a ton of ideas. Songs are getting cranked out, but it's hard to play them together. Yeah, for sure. We've been able to do that a little bit recently, but not too much. For sure. So you talked about the EP coming out. Um, Something that kind of blew my mind is the amount of streams that your songs have amassed on Spotify and I'm sure like platforms like Apple music, which I use to listen to it. So there's Apple music numbers aren't even factored into like the just amazing number on Spotify, which is, I mean, when I saw it, I knew you guys were legit and made really good music, but I had no idea that you had so much reach and I was just kind of, really impressed by it when I saw the the numbers, which I don't know for like for sure which single it was. I just remember seeing it. So um, do you mind talking about that and kind of the reach that your music yeah, has had? Thank you. Um, yeah, Strangers is definitely our most popular song. And we are super grateful for Spotify putting Strangers and The Only One, which is the second highest streamed one of ours, um, on playlists when they released as singles because they've really been able to reach a lot of people that way. Mm-hmm. And it's always so cool for us to get a DM on Instagram um, from somebody we've never seen or heard of. And they're just telling us how our song has impacted them or how much they love it. And, you know, they live in a different country or halfway across this country. Right. But we're super... Um, fortunate to have had that put on uh, Spotify's playlists like the release radars and the discover weekly and other little playlists like that. So I have no idea what our numbers are on Apple music or any other streaming service. I'm sure they're far less because you know, those playlists were an awesome way to get those spread. Right. Well, you know, I definitely listen. Um, actually, the way we met for the people listening, um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but one day I was at school down in Beaufort County here in North Carolina, and I was about to go into class, and I checked Instagram, and your band account had liked some of my photos, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this band a listen because anytime a band likes my photos or something, I always go and listen to them because I'm like, well, you know, they're doing this probably for a reason that, you know, they want to get some, some type of, you know, exposure people, you know, they want people to come check out their page because I do that with our band account too. So I checked it out. And when I listened to the songs, I DM the band account and I was just being completely honest. I said, this is the first time a band has like liked one of my posts. And I went and checked them out. And I actually liked the music. Like, I really dug it. And then I found you. And that's how we snagged you. Yes, for sure. Gotcha. Like, I found you <laughs> on the page. Or, or either you had responded back through the band account or something of that matter. And yeah. I followed your personal page, you know, saw that you liked a ton of the music and like musicians that I liked. And we kind of like just DM that day and you know, it wasn't. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. No, that was all me. I just got a phone call and it just destroyed the connection. Yeah. Well, where I am now, I am now on do not disturb. (laughs) Okay, sweet. Um, yeah, but we can just get right back into it if, if you want. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I got you. I can okay. hear you. Um, so I actually, hold on. I don't know what happened. I came let, off of this. Well, let me respond to what you just said. The shout out to Colony House Band Fam Instagram account <clears throat> because they reposted you playing 
the intro to Leave What's Lost Behind on the drums. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so that's how I saw you. And honestly, I may have just accidentally been on the Side Creek Instagram account. Uh huh. So I liked, or I liked your story or responded. I may have done it on my account and then mm-hmm. gone to Side Creek. I don't know. But that's how I saw you. So right. Shout out to Carly. Yes, definitely there. shout out to Carly. She has been the connection that has, you know, led me to meet Merged a bunch of worlds. new friends. Yeah. So definitely shout out to Carly. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about that, that I had posted that on my story and, and she did repost it. And then we started texting like that day pretty much, you know. So yeah, it was it was really cool, you know, how we got to to meet you know, meet through mutual taste and music and stuff. And then just, I listened to, to your band stuff. And I was like, okay, this can definitely be something that I throw into my regular, you know, listening routine. Oh, well, thank you, dude. Yeah. And that's so, that's so nice of you to actually check out the bands that, you know, interact with you because I'm not that way most (laughs) of the time. I'm not that, um, I don't know. Ex- yes. Exploring or yeah. I don't know a good word for that. But. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that because I get that. I And like I said, most of the time I check them out and I'll listen to a song and I'm like, okay, this isn't for me and I don't pay it any mind. So, you know, that's the reason why I DM the band page back because I was like, wow, this is the first time this has ever happened and I liked the music. So it was really cool for me at least. Come on. But, um, yeah, so, you know, just going off of that, Carly, CH Band, CH Band fam, you know, a Colony House page. We both really enjoy Colony House music. So, oh, heck yes. I think that kind of leads us into who are some of your biggest inspirations as drummers and then as musicians in general? Okay. As musicians... Let me just look up at all the posters I have on the wall. That basically (laughs) sums it up. Coldplay. Uh Oh Baby. Colony House. Switchfoot. Mm -hmm. 21 Pilots. Mm -hmm. King's Kaleidoscope. Frank Ocean. John Mayer. Who, John Mayer? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're telling me. Dude. Yeah, and then... Love John. I could just talk about John Mayer, but... (laughs) That's not what this is about. Um, I'll start my own podcast for that. But, <laughs> I, you have uh, to have me a, on as a guest then. Yeah. Yeah. Right after John. Yeah. Okay. On. Deal. Okay. And then as a drummer, most of these bands I mentioned, I did not actually get into until like post like high school mm-hmm. or like most of high school. So before that, I listened to like a lot of Christian music and a lot of like jazz music and like instrumental, like fusion music. Right. Like Snarky Puppy. Oh, they're is, super like, good though. I love Snarky Puppy. Yeah. And um, one of my favorite drummers is uh, Benny Greb. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. And Buddy Rich. Mm-hmm. Benny Grubb and, plays Sonar, which I've got my Sonar kit right here yes, beside me. Yeah. If I could afford Sonar, I would <laughs> own one. I got a killer but, deal on this one on Craigslist, but that's for another time. Yes. We'll, we'll have to talk about, like, well, gear. If we, start, if we start talking about gear, I'll have we'll, to talk about, like, all the crazy places I've, like, gone to, like, get gear and stuff. For sure. But And then WFC. Will the Franklin legend. Chapman, he is, mm, recently, I've been getting a lot of drum vibes from him. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, whenever he posts on his story, you got to go check it out and just yeah. vibe along with it. I'm not going to say I have post notifications on, <laughs> but well, I may or may not. I'm not going to say that I don't because, Yeah. <laughs> So we're on the same page there. Yeah. 
Sweet. Yeah, I totally love most of those bands that you just named. There were there was one that you named that I wasn't familiar with, but um it was Was the, it King's Kaleidoscope? No, I've heard of them um or Frank Ocean? No, definitely no Frank Ocean. Okay. It was one of the first Good. two or three that you named. Okay, well oh, after Cold- Oh baby. Yeah, that was What's just that describing Coldplay. That's not oh, a band that okay. I listen to. <laughs> okay. Sorry, bands named Oh Baby. I've have yeah. not been listening to your music. Bands named Oh Baby. Um Isaac does not support you, just so you know. And if there's not any, there will be and it will be my band. <laughs> yes. Can it be a dual drummer band? Can I join? Yeah. Okay, sweet. So it be a tri drummer band. Oh, only drummers. Deal. So everyone, go follow Oh Baby Drummers on Instagram. That's that's our page. It'll definitely be there. Um, you know, probably have fifteen or twenty thousand followers by the time you get there. So get in early. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> be behind the behind the ball on this one. No, for sure. But um, let me. Can you shout off a few of your influences real oh, quick? Yeah, for sure. Because I'd be super interested to hear that. Um, so Will Chapman, obviously he's mm-hmm. one of my biggest influences right now in terms of my drumming. Um, Joshua Dunn from 21 pilots is one of the main reasons I got back into drumming. Um, other drummers that I really love are Justin Keela from Will Dorado. Very cool band. He's just a cool dude. Um, geez, let me think. There's there's so many good ones. Um, Zach Farrow from Paramore. He also started his own project called Half Noise. They're okay. both, you know, his side project is really good. It's very, um, it's very different from from Paramore. But then when you you listen to his older records when he was with Paramore, and even the new record, which is more pop, um, but his older records where he's just like a harder drummer, it's really mm-hmm. impressive the stuff that he does with time signatures he changes stuff up stuff that i can't even dream of doing right now yeah, but um, i love that stuff yeah so he's definitely really good um and i haven't heard of a lot of the guys you mentioned just probably uh, kind of sad so i should check him out no well dorado is a smaller band um the first time i saw them was in 2017 they opened up for judah and the lion on a tour um and I've been a fan ever since. Um, speaking of Judah, uh, you know, you've got uh, Troy Bruner or Bruner. Yeah. He's, he's their drummer. He's also with Little Image. He's insane. So is Garrett Tyler, who tours with Judah. Um, yeah, I've been listening to Little Image a lot recently. Yes, same. Their drum sounds are just so good. Yes. It's like, to me, I don't mean to get off on the tangent here, but to me, the recorded versions of Little Images drums, at least when I'm in my car, they give me the feel of live drums, which I love. Like, like the the low yeah. end is super low. It it hits you. You can feel it in your chest. I just really love how they recorded that album. Yeah, it sounds really natural, but super sure. it's super well done. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Switchfoot. I love Chad Butler as well. He's mm-hmm. super good. Um, and speaking of like Switchfoot, you, you mentioned that you listened to a lot of Christian bands growing up. I did as well. Yeah. So um, can you kind of maybe talk about your kind of musical roots when it comes to Christian music and things of that sort? Yeah, sure. Um, Switchfoot wasn't even a part of that even mm-hmm. though a lot of people consider them like a Christian band. But right. That's another band I got into, you know, in the last couple years of my life. Um, but I started, like, the guy I listened to the most, like, when I first started, like, loving music was Toby Mac. Yeah. Was, like, so dude. cool. And I wanted, <laughs> like, that weird hat he had. Yeah. And I'd always wear shades. And I, like thought i looked really cool and i was like <laughs> i can't wait till i can grow a soul patch dude yes <laughs> but you know there's them and then once i or him and once i started playing the drums there was uh 
for King and Country, and they were using a lot of really cool percussive instruments. So I was like, oh, come on. And then uh, Rin Collective had Uh that kind of folksy sound. So I got um, some of those folksy vibes from over there. Um, What else? And then I just listened to like lots of, I didn't have streaming services and I didn't want to like spend the little money that I had to spend on candy on buying (laughs) music. So uh, I listened to all this stuff on like Christian radio. So all that mainstream stuff from back then. Now I couldn't really tell you what the popular Christian songs are. I'd just be like, uh, Hillsong, Passion, Lauren Daigle, probably. Yeah. I totally feel that. Um, In terms of praise and worship music, I've been listening to a lot more of it lately. But if you go to like CCM and listen to like normal Christian music radio, I couldn't tell you really any of the names other than Lauren Daigle. And uh, but Toby Mac was definitely big for me as a kid, too. And my cousin Bailey, uh, shout out Bailey. We used to listen to Toby Mac all the time with our parents, and we thought he was the coolest guy ever. And just a quick little side note. The first ever drumstick that I ever got that didn't come with like the second hand little kids kit that I got when I was young. It was the Toby Mac tonight, like black and green drumsticks. Almost. You are close though. That's what I had. No way. Are you serious? I am serious. I don't have them anymore. The nylon tip. They were, like, painted. They said Toby Mac on uh-huh. it. Those well, drumsticks. My first one was actually, it was a single drumstick that I got from before that album cycle. It's, like, a wooden drumstick that says Toby Mac, and it has the red, green, and yellow, like, stripes on it. Okay. And I still have it now because, like, my dad got me that at one of his shows. We uh-huh. We knew some people. It was a small concert and we were able to get in for free and we weren't like you know hitting on a lot back then like we didn't have a ton of money just to to spend on you know stuff like that but Mm -hmm. since we got in for free and i really wanted one i begged him for it and he got it for me and i still have it and i love that thing yeah for me those were my go-to sticks so i shredded them and you couldn't (laughs) even you wouldn't be able to tell they were ever toby mac because the paint got sweat all over it and came (laughs) off but for sure but same kind of deal like i got into toby mac because my cousin took me to one of his concerts and when we were in knoxville Mm -hmm. and then that was like i think that was the first concert i ever went to wow cool and yeah so i guess toby mac had like a way bigger influence on me than i realized right um have you ever heard of Todd Agnew? I have not. He was a Christian artist that my dad and I really enjoyed, and we still enjoy. He just hasn't released any music in several years. But um, mm-hmm. that was that was one of the very first concerts I remember going to. He's very, he's got a very deep voice. He's very um kind of soulful in terms of like Christian music. He's He's someone to check out if you're looking for something different in terms of Christian music. Yeah, cool. But, yeah, so you said you got into Switchfoot kind of around high school and stuff? Yeah. So I definitely, I love Switchfoot. Um, I got into them probably around 10th or 11th grade, so I was in high school as well. And they're just, they've been such a big influence on me. And, you know, I mentioned josh dunn and you mentioned 21 pilots um i you know switchfoot just knowing from the bit i know about that they had kind of a big influence on josh dunn as that was one of like his favorite bands growing up because oh, yeah his parents only wanted him to listen to christian music growing up so you know it's it's cool how certain stuff like that connects and you see oh well Obviously, I would like, you know, this person if they were inspired by this other person that I enjoy. Yeah, I liked 21 Pilots before I started to like Switchfoot. And so I was like, wait, when I saw when I heard um, 
where I belong, uh-huh. uh, I heard the line, uh, I'm not sentimental. This skin and bones is a rental. And that's mm-hmm. Josh Dunn's Instagram bio. Right. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. When, when you make that connection, it's pretty cool. Cause I did the exact same thing. That's, I knew Switchfoot kind of because, you know, of the Christian music that I grew up listening to and like my youth pastor really liked them, but I didn't ever listen to them. But when I saw that that was like a line in a Switchfoot song, I was like, I'm going li- to give them more of a chance. And <laughs> I just, I mean, Switchfoot is like my top, in my top three favorite bands all the time. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. Like growing up, my favorite drummers or like the drummers that I would tell people were my biggest influences when I started. Well, I probably couldn't even answer that question until I started to be in middle school, high school. I was playing in jazz band and I was in like the school band and stuff. I would tell them uh, Benny Greb, Jojo mm-hmm. Mayer, uh, Buddy Rich, like whoever can play the fastest, whoever can play the like craziest, coolest <laughs> licks. Right. But now, you know, I'm more in that place like Josh Dunn, um, you know, Chad Butler, uh, whoever played on King's Kaleidoscope's records um, because they just write and Will Franklin Chapman, he they just write incredible drum parts. Uh-huh. And so I'm I'm more focused on the writing of the parts to fit like songs I like listening to than like chops. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how great of a drum part you write if it doesn't complement the music, because you can come up with some insane chops that like no one else can play, but if it doesn't fit the song, it sounds like crap. So Uh I get what you're saying there, you know, um, which, you know, no disrespect to the drummers that you named because, you know, Buddy Rich and Benny Graham. Oh, yeah. I mean, they wrote incredible parts for the the music music. of their respective genres and, you know, big band stuff. You can't do a ridiculous crossover, one-handed drum roll thing, you know, in a pop song. Right. And then there's, you know, the elements to pop songs that, you know, aren't going to fit well with that big band setting. So, yeah, there's definitely when you find kind of your your niche or niche, whatever it may be. Yeah, I don't know the difference either. (laughs) (laughs) You just you kind of, you know, stick in there with it and write to kind of your own sound. And that's what I think that's what makes good drummers is writing to your sound. In terms of being in a band as a drummer. Absolutely. <laughs> so I listened, going back to your music, I listened to your drum parts um, because, you know, as a drummer, you can probably relate the first time or the first two or three times you listen to a song, you most of the time focus mainly in on the drums and then other aspects kind of afterwards yeah. or or second you know, secondhand while listening to it. Yeah. So I listened to it and I was impressed at the structure of your songs where it wasn't just like, oh, I'm going to play this one beat for a chorus and then I'm going to play the same beat just with closed hats for the verses and it's going to sound great. And then I'll go to the ride every now and then, you know, you put that does sound great sometimes. It does. I mean, we, my band has one song where I'm really proud that I put that in for that song because it's you know, harder to, it's harder to choose to do that sometimes yeah. than to, you know, go crazy with it. Right. Yeah. I get that because you want to show off your musical ability. Yeah. But anyway, but, I cut you off. Oh no, you're fine. Um, But yeah, I just, I heard your drum parts and I was blown away because not a single one of the songs that, you know, I listened to, and I've listened to them all now, but that initial time listening, you know, of the two or three that I listened to, not a single one had like drum parts that were, you know, ill-advised, like put in poor places. And when songs had spots where other instrumentals should take over, you know, you let that up and kind of 
took the back seat, but then when it was your time to shine, you really wrote, in my opinion, just fantastic drum parts. And Thank you. For, for a first EP of a band, it's some of the best drum parts that I've heard because I know that the drum parts that I'm currently writing now for, for my band, Rain Theory, they are tremendously better than the drum parts that I put on our first EP, you know, and I'm proud of those parts, but I'm more proud of what I'm doing now. So for you to be able to hang your hat on something, in, in my opinion, that's that incredible from kind of like a first try standpoint, because you guys hadn't been a band very long, like you said, before you released it, it, I mean, it really impresses me. I'm just kind of, you know, being a fanboy about it right now, but well, you shucks. know, I'm just being honest, like, it, it impresses me to see other drummers and to see how good they are. And, you know, hopefully I can learn from it. Like you've helped me, uh, you know, more than, you know, you've sent me, you know, videos helping me figure out drum parts and stuff. So it's cool to have like a drumming community in that sense. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, we had been sitting on a lot of those songs like and those would be our go-tos for whatever shows we played so we weren't just like writing it and then recording it in like a month we had had a good amount of time but yeah i do try to avoid that clashing of parts within the song Mm -hmm. because that's just that's just not not bueno yeah for sure so, yeah, I, um, I really, I'm not trying to like sound any type of way, but I really love what Strangers has become, you know, how it uh-huh. got recorded and how the drums parts turned out. And a lot of that drum stuff was like come up with in the, in like the process of recording it right so it just is what happened to have gotten recorded which sometimes Uh happens but a lot of it was also you know very predetermined but right where was i going with that um (laughs) oh yeah you know we love our ep but right charlie and i are super super stoked about what the future of like side creeks music is going to be because I think people will be able to love both, but also just be floored by how different it is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I hope people like what our new stuff is and I hope they like oh. our old stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Definitely. Um, so you talked about how you really liked how the drum parts and strangers sounded can you kind of give a little insight on what the recording process was like for that and how it may have been different from recording other songs or, you know, different things you tried out? Yeah. Strangers, like when we first came up with that, and the general idea for the song, Uh it was like kind of a magical moment and we were just jamming. And that just happened. And I think it's like when we were about to like go home, but then we ended up not going home for a little longer because we started playing that. And for some reason, our most popular songs are just in 6 8. <laughs> and that's just right. the ticket, I guess. But <clears throat> no, um, I, I'd never tried like. Well, the the part that goes from the hi-hats to, like, wailing on, like, the ride cymbal was, like, I thought was, like, pr- kind of unique, which it's, like, not that unique, but it was definitely unique compared to what our other stuff was. Uh-huh. And, the re- and it was, we had only come up with the first idea, like, first discovered this song about... maybe a couple months before we recorded and the other ones we'd maybe had for like a year. Right. And so 
we came up with it around the time we recorded the only one and then we were like well this has to be the next single because it's just money right and as far as recording went it wasn't our ideal situation even though we'd never recorded music before Mm -hmm. but we did it for really cheap with a guy in town who had a studio in his house and so it was like pay this amount and we'll record it all in one day right so for our new which was super rushed and very stressful so we're really thankful that it um that music because all of the ep was done that way we're really thankful all that music turned out okay with that stressful recording scenario Uh but um we're not going to do it that way in the future at all but yeah so strangers was kind of just it was the easiest like it came easiest compared to everything else right i get that um we we wrote our ep um you know months months in advance all of the songs were written except for one uh, we actually scrapped a song that was going to go on the EP because we just felt it. It just felt weird to play and it didn't get a very good response when we played it live. And we were like, well, we still want to do a five song EP. So let's, you know, come up with another song. And we wrote and recorded a song within a week. And now we play it and it's fun to play, but. I play the drum parts totally differently than it's recorded. And I just wish I would have had that extra time. Like, like you said, yeah. being able to work those out both in a practice setting and in a live setting to see what works and stuff. And then also you talked about how the songs that kind of work best are the ones that just flow, which our song wasted is my favorite song of ours. And it was just, it it was originally written you know, like an acoustic. And then when we decided to make it a full band type thing, it transitioned super easily and it flowed really well. And I didn't like try to overplay the parts. I did the go from hi-hats to ride and pretty much Mm -hmm. the same beat all the way through, but it worked for that song. And I'm super proud of that one pretty much more so than almost all of our other songs. I was just really proud of that one. Yeah. Everybody listening right now, Go check out Rain Theory as soon as this (laughs) podcast is over. Please. Just make a playlist of Rain Theory and Side Creek and just... just call it Essentials. Yes. matters. (laughs) Yes. For sure. That would be super dope. I mean, for real, if someone does that um, after Corona goes away, I'll give you a hug. (laughs) Unless, like, Unless you smell bad or something, then I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely. So, real quick, I just want to jump into kind of gear stuff, if you don't mind, because we've talked about this I never before mind. in the past. Uh, so, why don't you give us a quick rig rundown of kind of what you're using currently? Well, I recently have transitioned to. Um, a PDP Concept Maple um, classic kit with wood hoops. It's just gorgeous and it sounds uh-huh. phenomenal. And it's got it really a 24-inch bass drum, the shallow one. So I really love how that looks compared to you know the old traditional like 22-inch I used to have. Right. And then I'm playing. I have been playing heartbeat cymbals. Uh, mostly like completely you know i've got i recently got a 24 inch jazz ride 22 inch jazz crash and then some 15 inch raw hats but you know since corona (laughs) i have been just buying music equipment right selling old stuff to buy new stuff and i got a super unbelievable deal on two 16-inch uh, Istanbul 
a gop uh crashes that I am using as hi hats right now and they sound Ooh, thick nice. and dirty and awesome. I like that. Yeah. And then for a snare I'm just using the classic LM four oh two superphonic. Nice. Yeah, I've I've been looking into buying one of those actually, but I just can't bring myself to spend spend the money right now. Yeah, I never really buy music equipment new. Right, yeah. I just for sure. I can't first of all I can't afford it. But second <laughs> of all, I can't let myself do that knowing that I could get it for so much cheaper on Reverb or on Craigslist or yeah. on eBay. There's just or on Facebook marketplace you just gotta find the deal endless opportunities of deals there really so, are i yeah i just sold some symbols on reverb actually this past week and i'm gonna get some ludwig atlas hardware to yes because um, i've been playing like hardware that i got on amazon like four years ago for the yeah. past four years so i'm gonna finally upgrade that and i've i've been loving reverb even though the fees are annoying, but yeah, I just true. started. I just started using it like, you know, within the last year, and I literally got a ride symbol. I hated how it sounded, and I just sold it for like fifty dollars more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, only thing I've really bought new is this drum set I have, but it uh-huh. was on clearance at Guitar Center when I was there to like buy sticks. So I just bought right. it because it was like $400 off. And I was like, wow. no, yeah. you know, I'll be able to sell my other drum set eventually. <laughs> yeah. That's like my problem. I always buy stuff and then sell my other stuff later. So I'm like uh-huh. really poor for a long time. <laughs> but, but next that's thing, definitely a good kit to go poor for. Yes. I was literally just in drought for like, four months until somebody finally bit on my old kit that I sold for a decent price. But what was I going to say? I mean, I just sold my old ukulele and bought a new one (laughs) that I'm super excited about. that just got here today. So I've been fiddling. Nice. But yeah, Yeah, I, I'm I'm loving reverb right now. I've got I've got like some Ludwig Red Sparkle kits saved that I'll never buy, but I like to go on and look at and just to oh, see yeah. what they have it sold and and then just makes me want it more. Some people go on like Instagram for a couple hours, but I'll just go on reverb and just drool over <laughs> stuff I can't actually buy. For sure. For yeah, ever. I feel that. Listen all you drummers. Never buy anything new until you're <laughs> rich and famous. Actually, we should be telling them the opposite. We should tell them to buy all the new stuff so we can buy it from them used for yes, a better Yes, once price. they're regretting it and selling it at a discount. Everybody, <laughs> yes. scratch that. Cameron is right. <laughs> Dude, but yeah, I, I love Reverb. They've, they've been good to me. I, like you said, though, the fees are annoying because I sold those symbols and I lost so much money to the fees. But, uh-huh. you know, I accidentally way overcharged for shipping. Like, I thought it was going to be way more <laughs> and it was much less. Yeah, so it, made, it made up completely for all of the fees. Uh-huh. And I, um, I actually had a symbol listed and somebody bought it today and they didn't even make an offer, even though I gave the option to make an offer. Right. And so I didn't have a problem with that. I was like, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good site um, or a good app if you use the app. So everyone check it out, whether you're a drummer or just any type of musician. It's like super good deals. It's eBay for just music stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm so glad it exists because it's an incredible idea. I think the next thing... I make a big investment on would probably be the Yamaha EAD 10 trigger microphone thing. Uh huh. It's like this trigger slash mic that mounts to your bass drum. 
so it has a built-in like bass drum trigger you can connect it has a brain that like goes over on your hi-hat stand and Mm -hmm. you can do like reverb effects and all these crazy sounds it basically turns your kit into a hybrid kit more Uh and it comes with a lot of cool options for recording like um like drum covers like it has an app where you can sync up all that but it really a lot of my friends have them and it's like demo quality drums like instantly without setting anything up no interface so uh-huh. i really need that as long as we're in <laughs> quarantine because right. i need to be able to send stuff to and fro and i have like nothing to record myself right yeah that's super cool um i know you, you use some of the electronic stuff in your play like you have the spdsx which is super cool yeah and um, i really i need to learn how to use it because I barely know how. <laughs> You've been saying that since we've known each other. You need to get on. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that's a super cool piece of equipment. Um it's it's unique, you know, all the stuff you can make with it. So I'm excited maybe some side creek stuff will have some maybe some electronic elements. I'll learn how to use it. Who knows? But yeah, um another great site craigslist you can find killer deals mm-hmm. i'll tell you about my sonar kit i have a sonar bot kit so it's a you know an eight and a 14 and then an 18 inch kick um it is selected hardwood bot but um i got it for 200 dollars, and it came with a roger snare wow on craigslist and i i asked the guy like, I saw it on Craigslist, and I was like, I'm going to buy this. Like, this is too good of a deal to pass up. I bought it, drove, like, an hour and a half, picked it up, and the guy was like, yeah, I normally buy and flip drums, like, fix them up and then flip them. Um, I didn't even have to fix this one up because it was in great shape, and I just Man. don't have the space for it. I need to get rid of it. What so I bought it, and right now I have mesh heads on it. It's my you know, silent practice kit, so. Sweet. I have a little Ludwig Breakbeats that I don't have the practice set up, but for drum lessons, it's great when I'm giving drum lessons and for little tiny gigs and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, this this little bop kit is definitely good for tight spaces, even though, gladly, I haven't had to play it lately because I love my Ludwigs. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've been yeah, that that kit that you have, I've been seeing. I see one one of the exact same kits on Reverb, and every time I see it, I think of you. And it, like you said, Thanks, it is bro. a nice kit. I like the I like the bass drum, like you said, that kind of tall, slender kick. It packs a good punch. I dig it. It is dug by me as well, <laughs> for sure. Um. Well, I don't want to keep you on here too long. It was, I'll just let everyone know, it was very hectic getting this lined up yeah. on my part. Sorry about the phone call interruption. <laughs> I was I was a bad host this week leading up to it, but we got it figured out, and it was a fun hang. And, you, you guys, uh, you listeners know that this is real. We're talking for real. We are yes. getting interrupted by phone calls and <laughs> and plan and planning to record it a couple hours before. So this is legit. yeah, like literally two hours ago, I was like, "Hey, you want to do the pod tonight?" <laughs> Always. So it worked out though, and I super appreciate you, Isaac. Um, not just for this, but just for being a friend and. Um, kind of a drumming mentor. Like, like I said, you've helped me more than you realize. Uh, and that sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. Uh, you've helped me a lot, and I truly appreciate it. Oh, man. It's my pleasure. Same to you. One day we'll actually Thanks, meet man. in person. When the Yes, for sure. We'll gig together. Corona is gone. Oh, baby. It's coming, coming together <laughs> oh, after all this. I'm going to have to start saying, oh, baby, more because... I thought it was a band and now it is a band. So, 
So, you know, yeah. we got to start promoting that. Yeah. Um, Isaac, real quick, why don't you just shout out, if if you want, you can shout out your Instagram, but for sure, shout out your band's Instagram as well, and just let the people know where to find you. Yeah, so if you want to check out our music, um, that would be tight. Um, you can find us on Instagram, at official Side Creek. Uh, Twitter, we use not that much. I don't even know why I started to talk about it, but I think it's Side Creek Music. And then, um, I mean, if you go on our band page, you can find me there. So Nice. And, um, yeah, so Isaac, the TikTok board, mm. you know, I'll just leave it at that. But Don't get TikTok. <laughs> it's a waste of time. <laughs> but, but if you do, definitely try to track Isaac down and enjoy yeah. it yes um isaac thanks so much man Thank you, i really appreciate it this uh, has been just... a blast everyone please go check out his music you will not regret it it's super good and you know i was blown away by it the first time i listened and i still continue to listen regularly so i think you'll enjoy it and i'll come back at you again next week hopefully with a new guest and isaac Let's uh let's do this again sometime. Yes, sir. Do you have a sign off? Do you have like a catchphrase? I don't. Do you want to come up with one with me for me? Whew. Um let's see. You you brought it up so the pressure is on now. Oh man, I should have just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> um huh. how about this conversation is over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Deal. So we gotta say it together. Well, okay. I don't know how well that's going to sync up, but three, two, one. We'll, ch- yeah, we'll just do a three, two, one, and if it doesn't sync up, you know, that'll just be for the listeners to enjoy yeah. a not synced up version. Count All right, us off, so Pod three, Master. All right, three, two, one. This, this conversation, conversation is over. Is over. <laughs>